You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javano Kelly live from Seattle, Washington, USA. Uh, thank you so much for joining me for another incredible episode of the African Father in America podcast. My name is Simon Javan Okelo, and uh, I am live here on YouTube. And uh, we are also going to be live on Clubhouse in just a moment. But I have a really, really special guest uh, that is joining me here today. Uh, he's, I'm going to introduce him in a second. But uh, for those of you who have been uh, you know, showing up over the last few weeks, I think you've noticed that we've been hosting quite a few people from Mama Hope, which is an incredible organization uh, that is working, uh, you know, across the world, really, in Africa, in, um, in South America, and uh, it's led by people from across uh, the world as well. So today, one of the beneficiaries of Mama Hope and one of the leaders from Kisumu, who is also doing great work uh, over there, uh, is is going to share with us some of you know the reasons why uh, he loves the, the the current campaign that Mama Hope is doing. Put your money where your mouth is. Eric, just say hello before we begin the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this wonderful show. We are happy to have you around. We are happy to share with you all the wonderful things that we are doing as. Uh, Mama Hope Partner Organization and the, the wonderful things that Mama Hope does with the partner organizations like us all over the world. Uh, thank you for taking the time to join us and we're looking forward to a wonderful conversation. Feel free to in, feel free to share your input, feel free to share your ideas in the chat box and so on and so forth. Karibu sana, welcome all. Let's get going. Excellent, excellent. I love it. Yeah, um, so, you know, when I was told uh, that we will be having you on the show, I was really excited because it's good to get the perspectives of people, but really the perspective of a leader that works in the community where I grew up, uh, especially in Kisumu. So, um, you know, we will first talk about an African proverb that is going to be the center of our conversation today. You all know that every day for every episode of the African Father in America podcast, we gather here and we dissect African proverbs and learn something from these proverbs. So the same is going to happen today. And our proverb today is from Ghana, you know, and it says a crab does not give birth to a bird. A crab does not give birth to a bird. We are going to learn three nuggets of wisdom about this a beautiful Ghanaian proverb, and then you're going to hear what this proverb means to Eric uh, Aluru, who is our special guest today. And then, uh, you know, after that, you're going to learn a childhood story about Eric, you know, something that uh, keeps Eric driven in the work that he's doing in the community back in Kenya. And after that, you're going to learn about Mama Hope, you know, uh, this campaign, how is it going so far? You know, you've heard from uh, Miley, you've heard from, uh, you know, Jane Bodhi recently, and today we have Eric. So uh, stay put. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, give this video a thumbs up and share the link with your friends and family. I'm going to figure out how to get us into Clubhouse. So right now we are only uh, on YouTube. I just wanted to keep everybody posted. So uh, these are the three nuggets of wisdom uh, that I want to share. Number one, don't give up on your dreams. You know, they may come true in ways you never imagined. You know, a lot of the time uh, they say that the ship, uh, the ship sinks when it's just about to dock, you know. So the first nugget of wisdom is that don't give up on your dream. Um, they, may they, they, they may come in ways, uh, they, they may come true in ways you never imagined. So when you're about to give up on your dream is when you realize that you can actually accomplish this thing that you've really always wanted to accomplish. Number two, just because someone is related to you uh, doesn't mean they have your best interest at heart. Yeah, you know, um, this this is something uh, I don't even need to say much about because, um, you know, we always think that our best friends or our sisters or brothers uh, 
have uh, our back but when we need them the most is when you know who people are uh, then the third nugget of wisdom is that when one door closes another one opens when one door closes another one opens those are the three nuggets of wisdom that we prepared for you today uh, for now i want to go to my guest so that we can learn just a little more uh, from Eric Aluru. I want to give a shout out to Masha Mutisi who is joining us on YouTube. Masha is a great Zimbabwean uh, sister that is always supporting this show and a lot of things that we do in the community. Eric, uh, I just want you to take a minute, uh, introduce yourself, uh, you know, well, let people know, you know, why you're passionate about uh, this work that you're doing uh, in, in Kisumu. And then I also want you to, uh, you know, talk about your own interpretation of today's proverb. You know, a crab does not give birth to a bird. This is from Ghana. Thank you. Thank you so much, Simon. And once again, thank you to the audience, those who have taken time to join us. It is wonderful. We don't take it for granted. Uh, first things first, my name is Eric Ochieng Aluru. I'm from Kisumu in Western Kenya. Kisumu is the third largest city in Kenya. Uh, that is, this is where I was born and I was raised in this city. Uh, I schooled around the, the city right from my primary school to secondary school. But I moved outside the city a little bit to a, another town about uh, 90 kilometers east of Kisumu, that is Eldoret. That is why I went to college. Uh, uh, personally, I'm, a mar I'm married and I'm blessed with three children, two, one boy and two girls. Uh, I'm currently working with an organization that is called Our Lady of Perpetual Support for people living with kids and orphans. I work with this organization because I'm part of this organization's history. And that one I think I'm going to share later. But right now, that is a basic about me. And uh, the reason why I'm, why I'm so much passionate about the work that I'm doing currently is simply because, uh, just like uh, I have stated, that I have a special history with this organization based on uh, how I grew up, uh, how I came to know about OLPS, and uh, finally, how OLPS impacted on my impacted. Uh, my education, my childhood, and uh, how I'm living currently. So that is a uh, basic about me. I'm happy to be here. So uh, as far as uh, the the proverb today's proverb today's proverb is concerned, that is a crab does not give birth to a bird. That's a Ghanaian proverb. First of all, uh, I think uh, I like the choice the choice of two animals that have been used to in this particular proverb. That is a, a crab and a, a bird. I like them in the sense that these are two bad, these are two animals that live completely in two different ecosystems. One is in water and one is airborne. And that actually shows that at least they have a different context. Their lives are uh, determined by completely different scenarios. So it is like they cannot live together in a certain way. So it is like a, a crab has its own way of uh, determining how how the, how its life is, and a bird also has its own way based on the fact that they live in completely different ecosystems. And what it means to what it what this particular proverb, I think the choice of those birds were just perfect. It was very philosophical. What it means to me as an individual is that uh, sometimes it is important for us to appreciate where we are as individuals. And uh, appreciating where you are as individuals means that at least you're going to make the best of your surrounding so that at least you don't envy what, uh, other, what another person is achieving to an extent that you will end up um, not appreciating your own achievement, but in the sense so that at least you look, you look at what somebody else is doing without necessarily looking at your own surrounding so it is also means so that is uh, my own interpretation in terms of uh, uh, the ecosystem the choice of the choice of the two animals and where they live and they, because in most in most cases as human beings we normally find ourselves 
looking at uh, what some of other people are achieving, and then we forget about our own achievements. Not uh, for most in most cases, forgetting about the fact that uh, we have our own uh, support system, and we need to we need to take advantage of such kind of support systems in order to be our best at any given time. And then, uh, uh, so it therefore means maybe in a, in a, in a, in a, the one what I want that I would call layman's interpretation that you only become you only become uh, you are only as best as your own surrounding and uh, if you can appreciate that then at least i think you will actually achieve so much more yeah thank you so much i love that i love that you are you are only as good as your own surroundings you know and uh, yeah. we were able to actually uh, you know get started on clubhouse so we are live on two platforms on on YouTube and also on Clubhouse, uh, so we 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 had to restart our our you know our live session on Clubhouse. But thank you to everyone who just joined us there. Uh, please join us on the stage. Uh, thank you, Innocent, uh, Roger, Lavender, Steve, uh, brother. If you want to speak, just raise your hand, and we will bring you up on the stage so that you can. Uh, you know, share your own perspectives on the proverb and also share your own comments on our special guest today, who is Eric Aluru, uh, who is joining us from Kisumu. And we just heard about Eric's interpretation of today's proverb. And we want to uh, really, really uh, appreciate you all, especially all of you on YouTube. I know that there are quite a few people who are watching uh, from Mama Hope. There are a number of people who are watching uh, from Seattle, from across the world. Uh, I just want you to let us know in the comment, you know, where is it uh, uh, that you're joining us from? Where in the world are you joining us from? And number two, subscribe to the channel. Make sure you subscribe and uh, give this video a thumbs up. Uh, I really, really appreciate the support. Now, Eric, um, you know, one of the things that I ask all the guests that join me for the African Father in America podcast is, uh, a childhood story, something that happened when you are 8 to 16 uh, that really, really inspires who you are today. You know, I always share the story of how when I was 8 years old, my mother gave me a bicycle and I began distributing milk and bread in our neighborhood. And I built, uh, I began building the network I have now, you know, that helps me uh, run One Vibe Africa, do Madaraka Festival and you know accomplish a lot of things that people are always wondering how did you do this how did you do that you know uh, and i know that everybody has such stories uh, and I'm, I'm sure with all the accomplishments that i know you have in the community this uh, really something that is driving you so share with us uh, your own story that really drives who you are today as a leader thank you once again simon First of all, to the audience, I think it is important to state that I'm a village boy. And I'm a village boy. I lived in the village, a small village somewhere not very far from Kisumu, about, uh, I can say, around uh, 40 to 50 kilometers. I'm just not sure about that, but it's a small village. So I've lived my life in the village from the time I was born. That is where I schooled. Uh, so I'm going to share a story that is um, that is uh, so much dear to me because uh, it is the story that defined who I am today. It is the story that actually defined my life trajectory and uh, what I'm doing to change the world today as a person. It is a, it's a story that I've shared, that I shared once in the Global Citizen magazine. I was featured, uh, I think it's around 2017, in the global citizen magazine and uh, it's a story that at least is so dear to me so i remember one day it was uh, i think i was in class six that was back in the year 1994 in march april that was the time when my area receives too much rainfall eric try and uh, bring that mic close to your mouth let's see how it sounds yeah now okay. keep going yeah okay this one that's, I think this should be better. It's so good. It's perfect. Yeah. Thank you so much, Simon. Uh, I think it was sometimes in March, April. That is the time when that this particular area receives too much rainfall in a year. 
and then that the, our area receives like around three months of rainfall and most of the time it is dry so when it rains it is supposed to be a blessing but in most cases it is not a blessing and um, during the during the dry season it is also very much dry but i'm going to talk about an incident that uh, took place when i was uh, in class six we were just from school and it rained so heavily uh, so as i was walking home uh, I, I saw one uh, one maize plantation that was completely submerged in water uh, so i was wondering so it is it is something that used to happen like every year it is the area is flood prone so like in the month of january february people take their time to plow to prepare their land for crop crop growing and then expecting that they're expecting very good harvest uh, sometimes in the month of july or june but uh, that is not always the case so i was we were walking home then we were passing a certain bridge that we managed to pass successfully even though in most cases it is always a disaster uh, for reasons that is of that are obvious then i saw one sugar one maize plantation that was completely submerged in flood water or in surface runoff then i said okay now that at least this maize plantation in the morning when we were going to school it was uh, very green the maize were very healthy things were looking so nice then all of a sudden just like one day of rainfall and everything is submerged in water and the villages are completely left hopeless because after it, if it happens like that then it definitely means you have to start all over again then i said okay this is uh, it has happened then the following morning we walk back to school the surface runoff is just very very fast meaning it can flood one moment or one minute the following day there is no water and uh, all the maze is completely destroyed we walk we walk to school and then we find that the same flood that had uh, destroyed uh, that maze flood that maze plantation had actually also destroyed part of our classroom so you can imagine that we have no place we have our classrooms have uh, no wall even though we have a roof and then we say what can we do we just have to walk into the classroom that is what we have we cannot stay we can't study under the trees because even under the trees is even worse and then we also had very good teachers that didn't mind about anything so they just walked back they just walked in the class then we stacked our lessons and everything goes on and everything goes on as usual and then in the morning in the evening we walk back home and then we find that at least the villagers or our grandmothers our mothers our fathers are actually joining hands in preparing preparing some kind of a furrows where at least the water can actually run so that at least uh, they can the maize plantation is now free of water and they can start, start all over again then i looked and then i said this is what uh, this is what togetherness or this is what unity can actually bring unity the kind of unity that can actually make you forget about all your challenges and then you come up with a solution that is going to at least um, change the way things are looking and then back at school we also look at our teachers they didn't even care about uh, the flood they didn't care about uh, the empty walls everybody just walks in then they say this is where we are we just have to come up with something that is going to make life as normal as possible and then that is something that actually changed the way i look at things to date uh, i look at things to date in the sense that at least i don't focus on what has happened but at least we work together as a community we have to find a solution so if it is the floods that have actually destroyed your maze crop then what can you do about it you come together as a community and then you say uh, let us uh, let us uh, dig some furrows let us dig some trenches so that is the water can flow freely and our and our maize crops can be free of uh, surface runoff in case it rains again and then back in school to all uh, all the pupils together with the teachers we also find a way how can we repair the walls so that at least tomorrow we have a, a wall around us and we can continue with our studies and so on i think that is what actually shaped my idea about what we are going to talk about today in terms of community-led development it is actually what it means to come together as a community so that at least all of you can change the way life looks like all of you can change uh, the challenges that you face and all of you can tackle all those things so that is basically that is a life that's a, a 
a childhood experience that actually ch shaped the way I think, shaped the way I look at things around me, and it has actually impacted uh, on me positively because I don't always focus on life challenges. Or even if I have challenges, I use them as opportunities so that at least I can uh, see how well we can actually jump out of that particular challenge to uh, make life as normal as possible. We live it one day at a time. Thank you so much. That's incredible, my friend. Yeah, you're, you're, you're giving me so much hope right now uh, and, <laughs> and really, really inspiring me because I always feel hopeful, but sometimes I feel hopeless, you know. Uh, sometime when you've been hopeful for such a long time and you don't hear other hopeful people, uh, it really, it, um, you know, it makes you hopeless, you know. Uh, yeah. But just hearing, you know, how out of tragedy, you know, um, in your community. And I'm very familiar with everything you're talking about because yeah. uh, I didn't grow up in Kano, you know. And that area, <laughs> you know, the areas you're talking about, um, you know, Miwani area, I, you know, Aero. Um, but we grew up in Manyata, you know. But... Yeah the stories of and people used to move from those areas that were flooding to manyata you know uh yeah and also in other areas not too far from manyata you'd you'd hear stories that it flooded so much that when people woke up there was fish on the floor you know there was water that you could literally yeah. catch fish from your bed you know <laughs> and exactly yeah it's uh and do you think that has something to do with climate change by the way uh, climate change is a, a big topic right now, and I think it is something that is... Uh, so if you look at uh, all the signs and symptoms of climate change, then flood is one of them. Flooding is one of them because uh, climate change is just basically some changes, drastic changes in the way, in the weather patterns, in the climate, climatic conditions. Yeah. So areas that didn't use, that, that were not receiving too much rainfall are just basically receiving too much rainfall of, all of a sudden because of changes in the atmosphere. And so I think it has something to do with climate change. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Anyway, for those who are joining us on YouTube, thank you so much. Uh, and those who are joining us on Clubhouse, thank you so much. Take a moment if you're on Clubhouse paying three to five people to join us for this conversation. If you haven't followed me on Clubhouse, please do so. And uh, if you're on YouTube, I want you to make sure you subscribe to the channel and also let us know what you think about this proverb. The proverb for today is from Ghana and it says a crab cannot, a crab does not give birth to a bird. And, you know, our conversation is really, really getting exciting. You know, we talked about uh, you know, we talked about the three nuggets of wisdom at the beginning of the conversation. We talked about Eric's, uh, you know, understanding of this proverb. And then we talked about his uh, childhood story, you know, something that uh, keeps him driven, you know. And now we want to talk about uh, put your money where your mouth is, you know, put your money where your mouth is. Eric, tell us what this is, why it's important to you and w what you want each person that is watching to do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you much, Simon. Sometimes I think, I, I believe that uh, talk, talking and not taking action is just like uh, not doing anything. So I think uh, Mama Hope currently is uh, doing something that is incredible in terms of uh, championing community-led community development. It is like uh, supporting communities to lead their own initiatives. Mama Hope, is, Mama Hope is taking a backseat role and letting organizations that are the holders or that are the organizations that are the holders of the vision to drive their own mission so that they can change, they can uh, determine the trajectory of their own destiny which I think is very great. And when you talk about putting your money where your mouth is, it is like, to me, what I, what, how I take it, I take it in a, very in a very interesting way. Because in most cases, we normally do what we say. So we first of all speak, and then by speaking, uh, you inspire action. And then um, 
when the action is inspired by our words, it is always important to say, how are you going to support these, uh, uh, this particular action? Because in most cases, you might be a dreamer, yes, but at least you need somebody to so you need somebody to hold your hands so that at least you can realize your dream. It is important to me. It's also important to other people as well. So at least when you say put your money where your mouth is, it simply means uh, say the words, uh, let your actions be inspired by what you are saying, and then follow that by a given amount of resources so that at least it can actually change the life of somebody else. It can change the world. I believe in changing, I believe in changing the world one community at a time or taking actions one taking action one day at a time. I think it is important to note uh, that uh, this particular campaign that uh, Mama Hope is spearheading is something that is inspired by what uh, communities around the world are doing in order to champion their own development in order to determine their own destiny. So when you talk about putting your putting your money where your mouth is, it is simply putting your putting your resources where your actions are inspired by your words. Speak it, act it, and then put your resources there so that at least it can create some impact to change the life of somebody else, to change the life of a community somewhere that you might not even be aware of. That is what it means, a very important campaign. And I think it is something that I think it is well thought of. Um, it is well inspired. It is not something that Mama Hope is just coming up with out of the blues. It is inspired by real action. It is inspired by real need. So putting your mouth, putting your money where your mouth is, it is just basically putting your resources uh, where actions are inspired by your words. And uh, those particular actions are going to create a bigger impact in the life of somebody else, in the life of our community. I love that. I love that. But, you know, um, just uh, to follow up uh, and ask you just one more question uh, in yeah. regards to the put your money where your mouth is campaign. You know, many people might just hear you talk, uh, but they don't understand actually the risk of uh, being bold and uh, doing a campaign that is telling b the big the big people with the big money that, hey, you are putting your money in the wrong place uh, and you need to put it here, especially when it comes to Africa, because a lot of money, uh, you know, goes to Africa annually. Uh, you know, but I'm, I'm learning here from a post on Mama Hope's, uh, uh, you know, Instagram that only 1.2% of global philanthropic funding uh, goes, reaches the communities where... Um, you know, where they're intended for. I think this is serious. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I think it is something that has been happening and I'm very happy it is changing. The conversation is going on because uh, I think most big most uh, big philanthropies, let me just say big philanthropies in quotes, uh, in most cases, most of them have been using uh, what are, what is called intermediaries to reach the communities. These intermediaries, in most cases, uh, end up um, using, like for example, eighty percent of those resources. So it is like only twenty percent might actually reach, reach the beneficiary community, which is something that is changing because it is a conversation that has been going on, I think, for the last ten years, where most donors are now realizing that uh, the communities are the champions of their own development. They know where the money is supposed to go to. So it is like when you, use a, when you use an intermediary, for example, we have an organization based in Kisumu and there is an intermediary based in Nairobi that does not even understand what is happening in Kisumu. And then we have a philanthropy organization based in the US that is sending the money to Nairobi and then the money trickles down to Kisumu. By the time the money reaches Kisumu, it is like only like 20% of that, only 20% of that money is actually in Kisumu, where the real need is while 80% of that particular money has been used up in Nairobi, where there is no real need. So it is important that at least we note that this particular conversation, it has been going on and I'm very happy. Most of the forums where I've been, I've had people talk about, uh, talk about uh, channeling resources direct into the communities. 
whereby we empower organizations, we empower individuals in ways that will make them uh, that will make them uh, have the capacity to implement their own initiatives. So you give them the money that they need, the resources that they need, so that they can actually direct that money to where it is needed most, rather than using intermediaries. So it is like mm -hmm. uh, when you look when you talk about the, the big corporate donors, for for example. I think it is something that they are doing, but I like the I like the model that Mama Hope is using. Right, Mama so, Hope is not using. So I want us to talk about that, uh, and I want uh, us to use your own project as an example. You know, tell us, uh, you know, uh, the project that Mama Hope gave you funding for, uh, that you're most proud about, and how it's uh, how it's going, and then uh, share with everyone who is watching where they can go in order to support the current campaign. Uh, that Mama Hope is doing uh, to continue supporting your work? Yeah. Uh, first of all, I think it is important to know that at least we have been working with Mama Hope since 2016 to date. So Mama Hope is one of our longest partners as OLPS. And the way Mama Hope works with OLPS is Mama Hope works with OLPS to identify a particular project. And then Mama Hope does not fund this particular project directly. Mama Hope supports the organization that like OLPS to raise extra income so that this extra income, so that at least if Mama Hope, if Mama Hope gives OLPS an X amount of money, then maybe in the one or two years, Mama Hope expects this money to grow. So we use what is called a sustainable, sustainable model funding whereby uh, we it is Mama Hope's fund, a social enterprise, and then this particular social enterprise, OLPS uses it to raise money or to generate OLPS local income. And then uh, this local income supports a specific initiative. An example is the rescue center. So we have a rescue center for children. So Mama Hope supported OLPS rescue center for one year. And then this particular, this one year, Mama Hope worked with OLPS to establish what is called the social enterprises so that in the absence of Mama Hope, OLPS can still operate the rescue center without necessarily relying on Mama Hope for funding, which I think is very great. So it is the Mama Hope identified that OLPS is an organization that can actually lead its own development agenda. So what Mama Hope does is basically just to complement what uh, to complement the efforts of uh, our lady of perpetual support that is OLPS. And then with that, OLPS as an organization now feels strengthened because a partner organization has actually identified that we just don't need funding forever, but we need support one time so that at least the next minute we have our own local income that can actually that can support our own initiatives. So now a very good example is the Rescue Center that has been in operation since the year 2014. And this Rescue Center, OLPS has a a sustainable farm where we where we grow farm crops we sell the farm crops to local uh, local business men and women and then the income that we get from that particular that the farm we use it to take care of children at the OLPS rescue center and then besides the farm we also have a tailoring shop that focuses on making school uniforms so mama hope helped OLPS to establish the tailoring shop the sustainable farm and then all these and all these resources, all these uh, initiatives, OLPS uses to generate local income. And then after that, then we have the projects to continue. I think that is something very great because that is uh, the model that Mama Hope uses, and it is a model that is uh, proving to be very sustainable. It's a model that recognizes the efforts and the capacity of the partner organization. It's a model that is actually not actually based on uh, a boss. Uh, or a donor, a partner, something. No, it is a, it's a model that is based on mutual understanding, so that at least all, all of us can all, all of us can move together. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah well, uh, I I just say, want to say that this is incredible. You know, the work that uh, Mama Hope is doing is incredible. The work that you are doing in the community is really really incredible. Uh, I know you want to continue, but I want to remind everyone who is watching on YouTube. Uh, to just remember to subscribe to the channel. We do this every day, Monday to Friday, 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, and if you're on Clubhouse, remember to share the link to this conversation, ping three to five people to join us. And also, 
just follow me if you haven't so that when we go live on Clubhouse you can uh, you know you can be notified uh, you know if you are just joining us my guest today is called Eric Aluru and he's uh, a beneficiary of the work that Mama Hope is doing across the world uh, you know if you remember over the last two weeks we've been hosting incredible people doing amazing work uh, you know especially in Africa you know from Rwanda to Tanzania to Kenya Uganda and now in my hometown you know uh, Eric is doing work in the community actually my, one of my sisters is probably your neighbor you know <laughs> anyhow so I want you to continue on continue on and just finish up the point you're making and then I want to bring a few other people to contribute just briefly uh, what their comments are in regards to our conversation or uh, you know what the proverb you know what, what this proverb for today means to them uh, and to all contributors I just ask that you're you're a little more brief today because we are behind time so Eric go ahead yeah uh, thank you so much Simon I think um, I've actually explained the model of partnership between uh, between OLPS as a partner organization and Mama Hope and how Mama Hope um, is uh, strengthening organizations like OLPS with funding capacity building, and anything that we might need so that at least we can be on our own. Mama Hope uh, has uh, something that is very unique. Mama Hope helps organizations to know that at least Mama Hope will not be here for us forever. So at least uh, once we have what we need to stand on our own as an organization, then at least that is something that we value so much. And I think it is also important to know that you can support Mama Hope in several ways. You can support Mama Hope by donating uh, financial resources so that at least organizations like OLPS can also benefit more as we grow together. And you can also lend in your support, just like what Simon is doing. I like uh, the fact that you're using your platform to blow out what Mama Hope is doing and also out also the other Mama Hope partners, something very great. So I think you know many people can come in with such kind of support. And then you can also offer those who have the technical expertise in different areas. You can reach out to Mama Hope and see how well your expertise can help different Mama Hope partners all over the world. But most importantly, I think it is important to know that at least Mama Hope partners need to reach the beneficiaries in the communities where they work. And that work requires financial resources. So at least you can visit Mama Hope website and the current current campaign, the hashtag, putting your money where your mouth is, that is also very great. Thank you. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, thank you so much, Eric. Now uh, I want to bring on Steve just briefly. Steve, uh, share with us where you are in the world, uh, what your thoughts are in regards to the ongoing conversation or the proverb. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for having me, Simon. Uh, it's uh, nice hearing from you, Eric Alur. It's been a while. Thank you. We met uh, some time back in Kisumu on a networking forum for CSOs. And I'm happy to uh, be hearing from you in this session. I'm Steven, joining from Kisumu. Uh, our offices in Kisumu. Uh, I'd like today's uh, proverb and uh, Reading the proverb, what comes uh, in my mind is uh, it reminds us of being uh, being yourself and being honest with what you can do, uh, not promising what you cannot offer, uh, and uh, just being realistic and uh, uh, delivering what you can deliver in the best of your ability uh, that's all i have for today and uh, i'm very much happy to hear about uh, uh, the many good things that eric is sharing thank you for having me Simon. excellent thank, thank you, you steve so uh, i appreciate you too for everything that you're doing uh, in the community in kisumu uh, with one vibe hey lavender how are you or where are you joining us from and what are your thoughts Okay, we'll come back to Lavender. Uh, hey, go ahead. Thank you, Simon. Thank you. Um, Eric, it's amazing to hear from you. 
I, I'm sure I'm not the only one, like uh, most of us in the audience today, both on YouTube and Clubhouse, have uh, gained some knowledge today, some wisdom from the conversation today. This is Lavender, um, speaking from Nairobi, Kenya. My thoughts about today's proverb, a crab does not give birth to a bird. Um, what comes to mind is that what we feed our thoughts can easily show by how we speak, how we carry out ourselves. Thank you, Simon. There's Lavender and I'm done speaking. Excellent. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, Lavender. Uh, hey, Stella, how are you doing? Uh, share your thoughts as well. Thank you so much. Okay, we'll come back to you, Stella. Uh, we'll go to Brother Arth. Hey, Brother Arth, how are you? Where are you joining us from? And uh, what do you think of today's proverbial conversation? Peace and love, family. It's Brother Arth. I'm uh, coming from the North Carolina Territory, and I'm going to definitely go back and listen to the replay on this because I, was, I had a lot going on in my background, and I didn't really get to tune in on uh, what I on what was said but what I will say is as far as put your money where your mouth is I had a, a partner of mine that was in the nation of Islam and he said one of the things uh, that Farrakhan taught was a lot of people say I'm with you I'm with you I'm following you but then if you see what they do with their money they're not really supported but he said when a person put their money behind what they say they support, then it's genuine because it, it's a whole new degree when somebody uh, put their money into it. Uh, actions speak louder than words. And when you, where you put your money at is one of the loudest actions that you can make. Um, and as far as the pro proverb, when I see, when I look at that, what it makes me think of is um, what you see is what you get. Uh, it's been a couple of a few times, different situations. I might have, um, like for instance, I done um, went into a relationship on potential. You know, I see what it is right now, and in my mind, where well, later on down the line, it could be this, or it could be that, or let me uh, get a piece of furniture home. I'm gonna take it home and work on it and make it so much better. And a lot of times, I never. Uh, got around to doing what I said I was going to do. So it's not taking something on the potential, but accepting it as it is. And I'll park my plane right there, brother Earth. Peace and love, fam. Thank you. Thank you so much, brother Art. I love your perspective as well. Let's go to Dr. Latanya. How are you doing today, Dr. Latanya? Share your thoughts in regards to today's conversation. Thank you so much. Good morning, Simon. And I'm enjoying everything that I'm hearing. My thoughts for today goes towards aggression versus mild-manneredness. Um, and I'll share that um, a soft answer or a mild spirit can calm someone that's aggressive. But a person that's aggressive and um, harsh in nature can never calm anyone else that's aggressive. Um, and crabs have a tendency to pull down and tear down and be by themselves. Birds are usually flocking with other birds that are just like them or um, where they're happy, they're chirping, they're singing. Crabs are busy being aggressive and um, fighting somebody else to get what they want. So a crab can never <laughs> produce a bird. So I'll land right there as well. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Thank you so much. I appreciate you taking your time to be here with us today. Uh, hey, Latanja, how are you doing? I hope you're doing well. Share with us your thoughts as well and where you're joining us from today. Thank you. Good evening, uh, good day, Simon. I'm doing pretty well, and thanks for having me. I'm from Marietta, Georgia, and congratulations, Eric, with the Mama Hope. I, I love the sustainable model that you brought up when it talks about mutual understanding 
because my take on the proverb, a crab does not give birth to a bird, it makes me think about the birth of a nation offers much for the concept of it takes a village to raise a child. In order to replenish the earth, it doesn't matter that you didn't give birth. Sharing your wisdom is the way to build a stronger kingdom. And I'll land there. Excellent. Thank you so much. I appreciate you as well for your continued support for uh, the African Father in America podcast. Uh, we've, held, we've, we've had you as a guest, but you've also supported our efforts for a long time. So I just appreciate you so much. Uh, we, we have Kiden who is going to speak next. Uh, so, hey, Kiden, how are you? Thanks again for your support. Uh, share your perspectives as well, please. Thank you, Simon. Good morning, everyone. I'm Kiden, joining you guys from uh, Florida, South Florida. Um, I, I really appreciate the insight that Eric shared. Uh, I agree with brother, like I have to go back and, and replay because I feel like there was a lot of nuggets um, dropped in there. So I appreciate that a lot today. My take on the proverb, a crab does not give birth to a bird. <clears throat> it makes me think about like banks and like he was saying, uh, programs that offer funding to to like initiatives and organizations like just because we are given funding that doesn't mean that we're also empowered like on the skill side of stuff so just because you get funding that doesn't mean that you're going to be successful or everything's going to work out like there still has to be a level of um, development on the other side and like developing your skills and, and the project that you have. So it kind of makes me think about that. Um, I'll land there. Thank you again, Simon. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Uh, I just love everyone's contribution. And I, I was literally just thinking to myself that I love, I love doing what I do here with the Daily African Proverbs, with the African Father in America podcast. And uh, I'm proud of it. I'm, and I love all our guests and our friends and our community members who consistently support what we are doing, you know. Uh, so for that reason, I want to give a quick shout out to Hao Yang, uh, who has been an amazing supporter of the work we do from a, from a long time ago, from the very beginning, like two years ago. So thank you for joining us today. And uh, my brother, Andrew Brian Bennett, who has also been an incredible supporter of the work we do, uh, has introduced us to really, really amazing uh, leaders across mm. Uh, the African diaspora, and also Roger, who is joining us from Singapore, another amazing supporter, uh, and also AM. Uh, if those people I'm mentioning are with us on Clubhouse, I deeply appreciate it. Now, uh, to those who are on YouTube, you know, we have so many people on YouTube today. I'm just going to give a few people quick shout outs. Uh, I see Kari. Kari Karen, <laughs> thank you for joining us. And, uh, you know, I see your comments. I can't read all of them, but I just want to say thank you. Of course, I see John Wara and Barnabas Alego. I think you have a few friends here, Eric, uh, who are also joining us here. And we also have a number of people from Mama Hope. Thank you all for being here. Please make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and also uh, give this video a thumbs up. If you look at some of our recent videos, you'll find really, really amazing content. But also, if you're really interested in the work Mama Hope is doing, uh, we are going to add links to other conversations that we've had with everyone from Mama Hope to this video so that you can actually watch them in form of a series, you know. Uh, and if you really, really love what Mama Hope is doing, you can go to Apple Podcasts, you know, when you're working out, when you're walking, you can listen to this podcast. You don't have to uh, be on YouTube to enjoy uh, the content of uh, the, the work that we are doing here for the podcast, all the stories we are telling about Mama Hope. Uh, a couple of things that I think are interesting to mention. Number one, the African Father in America podcast is now a five-star rated podcast on Apple, you know, and it's because of you all rating it there, subscribing, and I want to encourage you to do that if you listen to podcasts on Apple. Um, and then finally, uh, this Friday, we are reaching episode number 300. And uh, I want you all to show up on YouTube, on Clubhouse, and help us spread the word. We will not be officially promoting it, 
we want to promote it through word of mouth and if you're listening and if you're watching i want you to join us on friday uh, this friday 6 a.m pacific standard time that's 5 p.m east african time now eric share with us what inspired you the most out of everything that our friends shared and then uh, if you think about the work that you're doing with Mama Hope, is there anything else that you want to let everyone who is watching and listening know so that as we live, we live with some form of, uh, you know, uh, assignment from you uh, that we go and implement to help you all with this campaign so that it succeeds? Because I know at the end of the day, Mama Hope is trying to raise $100,000, you know, and that's not much you know yesterday jeff bezos gave 100 million dollars to dolly Parton, who is already a millionaire you know uh he could have just given uh, mama hope you know a check for five hundred thousand dollars, you know because of the work that mama hope is doing but then uh he looks at um you know he looks at dolly Parton's, you know work across you know the world and he decides to give the wrong person. This is a perfect example. Dolly Parton is not the person to give $100 million, you know. Mama Hope is the organization to give that $100 million and then, you know, you, 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 don't, you, you, don't, you don't do that. Like, that's already an insult to me. I feel that uh, what Jeff Bezos did was noble, but it was an insult to the people who are doing real work and the people who really understand uh, the value of money. Because if you think about it, Mama Hope has been working with an organization like you since 2016, you know? 2016, uh, so. And, uh, you know, One Vibe Africa just became a partner of Mama Hope, and we already see the value in it, you know? Uh, but it's unbelievable that uh, people like Jeff Bezos... Uh, I live in Seattle, so where I live is literally less than 10 minutes to Jeff Bezos' house, you know? Uh, so uh, I hope that those who are watching this video, <laughs> and also Amazon has sponsored an event that I do, Madaraka Festival. So when I say this, I say it from a good place. I say that the money needed to be spent in the right place, you know? $100 million is no joke, especially because Mama Hope is just trying to raise $100,000, you know? that does not sit well with my soul. <laughs> I'll stop there. <laughs> yeah, it is always good to speak your mind. It is always good to be honest with yourself. That is, a crab does not give birth to a bird. You are basically just living that particular proverb. You say it like it is, and that is the way it is. You, you just need to put the money where it is needed most. But at the same time, that is Jeff Bezos' money, and uh, according to him, that is where he feels the money is supposed to go. We appreciate, even though Lipatman is a human being, probably she needs that money too. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's the kindness uh, of, of, you know, of you being uh, you know, an African. It's, it's the kindness that we've always extended to our oppressors and also people people who are literally taking food out of our mouth, you know. Uh, but it's true, it's his money. But at the same time, we have to speak loudly. And that's why I, I think yeah, what exactly. you guys are doing is important, you know, because they actually really need to know that that $100 million was given out during Put Your Money Where Your Mouth Is campaign. These two things are happening at the same time, you know. And so for me, my job as a podcaster is actually to speak about that. To, yeah. uh, to to elevate it and, and just so that more people can think about it, uh, go and read about it, make comments about it, and really help Mama Hope. At the end of the day, if somebody can easily be given 100 million like that, and it's not one person, it was yeah. actually multiple people given 100 million each, then an organization that helps so many people, like Mama Hope, can also be given 100,000 like that. It should be easy like that, you know? Yeah. yeah, we should not be doing all these episodes of podcasts, all this marketing, all these meetings, just for hundred thousand dollars. While somebody can just hand it out like that, that needs to be a conversation that we have, you know, as a community. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much, and I would like to appreciate uh, those who have taken their time to give their comments via 
the Clubhouse and also by YouTube. I'm happy that you mentioned a few names that are very familiar to me. Barnabas, John, those are people. Then Kerry Karan, those are people that I know personally and they've been part of my life. They've been part of what I'm doing and I really appreciate them so much. Uh, I think I- Make sure you tell them to subscribe to the channel. <laughs> I will, I will, I will tell them that. I will definitely tell them that. Something that came, something that actually stood out from most of the comments I received is that uh, donors do not need to play a godfather role. Donors need to, re donors need to appreciate that uh, partner organizations actually also have a voice. They have, they have the skills, the knowledge to implement or to change the, the, um, the trajectory of their own lives. That is very much important. And I really appreciate, I just can't remember the name of the person who said that, but I think it is very important that at least it came from the audience. And I really want to appreciate all of them because it's like we had an active audience. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, I think as we, I think we should, uh, uh, it is, I would like to encourage each and, each and every person to get uh, acquainted with what Mama Hope is doing. I will, I'm just going to speak a few, so that at least you can know, if you want to support Mama Hope, you know exactly where your money can actually go to. Mama Hope supports organizations like OLPS with different projects. So one of the things that you can actually do as an individual is at least uh, there is the Mama Hope supports organizations that have schools, like OLPS is currently, is currently building a school that will be offering education to 450 learners at any given time. And these are not just learners, these are learners with special needs. These are learners who cannot actually fit in a typical classroom. They need that one-on-one -on -one attention that they cannot get anywhere. So that is one unique model that OLPS is doing. And that is a unique model that Mama Hope is supporting OLPS to implement. I think it is something that is very great. So if uh, you are looking forward to support Mama Hope, you can support uh, such kind of initiatives. There are also projects in Guatemala, there are projects in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in Uganda, there are projects in Tanzania. I think these are amazing projects that Mahop is implementing. Most of them are uh, community-led initiatives that are working with members of the communities to champion their own development, something that is so great. Um, there are WASH, wash, wash initiatives, that is uh, Water and Sanitation for Health, the school projects, and most importantly, it is important to know that at least Mama Hope uh, uses what is called sustainable model to funding. They are looking into the future. They are looking to grow. For example, if Mama Hope gives one dollar, I'm very happy to note that if Mama Hope gives one dollar, this one dollar is the partner organization will actually multiply this one dollar so that in the next like one year or two years, it will be two dollars and will be will be benefiting like two or more three people. There is a beautiful model that I think everyone should actually be looking forward to be associating with. Yeah, so I think that is very great. That is uh, the work that OLPS is doing with Mama Hope, and that is like all other partners that are everywhere. I cannot speak for all of them, but I think it is important just to give them a shout out. Right. And uh, they are kind of amazing work that they're doing so that at least people can get a chance to visit Mama Hope website that is a mamahope.org and then after that at least they can get a chance to familiarize themselves with the amazing work of mamahope partners right. and how they can be part of these particular initiatives thank you of course of course thank you again uh we've uh, we've arrived at the tail end of our conversation today and uh, eric you've been such a wonderful guest uh you know i really really thank you for all the work that you're doing uh and uh you know, I, I pray that Mama Hope succeeds with this ongoing campaign. If you're listening and uh, you're able to give uh, $5, $10, $100, $100 million, go to mamahope.org.org and uh, make sure you donate to the ongoing Put Your Money Where Your Mouth Is campaign. And uh, if you want to learn more, uh, you can DM me directly and I'll be able to introduce you to the leadership at Mama Hope uh, who I am directly connected with. Uh, and so uh, I also want to really, really thank you all for being here with us. Uh, tomorrow we are going to have an incredible session, 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. East, uh, uh, East African Time. 
uh, you can now convert it to the other time zones where you could be in but we have stayed consistent for such a long time and this friday we are reaching episode number 300 and i want you to invite your friends put it on your calendar grab a cup of uh, something and join us you know so that we can celebrate episode number 300 we want to hear your voices think about some of your favorite proverbs over the last uh, 300 episodes uh, and join us this friday at the same time so that we can have a great conversation uh, eric thank you so much take great care of yourself my friend have a nice uh, rest of your evening Thank you so you are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokello live from Seattle, Washington.